Hello, my name is Bianca and I am a mother to two beautiful young ladies. I'm also currently finishing up my bachelor's degree in urban studies and public administration at the City College of New York, the Division of Interdisciplinary Studies at the Center for Worker Education. Today, I will be discussing the detrimental influences and dysfunctions of gentrification and redlining. All information I will be discussing will be based on what I have learned during my summer course called Housing, the Right to the City that was taught by Professor Susanna Schaller. By way of various reading materials I have read in addition to videos I have watched on YouTube. I would like to give a quick acknowledgement to three individuals who allowed me to have a deeper passion regarding the concept called the right to the city and why democratic control over our cities is essential for our survival. Gentrification, redlining, and urban renewal are methods used to prevent minorities such as myself from having a right to the cities we call home. Mindy Thompson Fullylove is an American social psychiatrist who focuses on ways social and environmental factors affect the mental health of communities. David Harvey is a British-born Marxist economic geographer and distinguished professor of anthropology and geography at the Graduate Center of the City University of New York. And Mark Purcell is a licensed clinical psychologist who has worked for over 20 years in various aspects of the mental health field. Redlining is an unethical practice that puts services, financial and otherwise, out of reach for residents of certain areas based on race or ethnicity. Redlining maps also function and explain the detrimental influences on urban development patterns as they channel money into certain neighborhoods, mostly into white suburbs and left out neighborhoods specifically where black people live. Redlining maps were made by, the, by a federal government agency called Homeowners Loan Corporation in 1937. Urban renewal is the redevelopment of areas within large cities, which involves the clearance of slums. Slums are known to be neighborhoods consistent of predominantly minorities that are in overcrowded urban areas. Gentrification is the process of changing the characteristics of neighborhoods by allowing more affluent residents and businesses within these communities. Gentrification through urban renewal destroys the concept of home to minorities such as myself, where we are put in constant danger of being displaced. Urban renewal is used to push gentrification within communities by destroying the concept of homes to minorities. Gentrification is the number one cause of displacement and population migration of minorities. How can we have transparent discussions regarding the factual evidence that populations are highlighted when individuals can tell the difference between rich and poor neighborhoods? 
We all have to become actively involved in the ongoing process of advocating for solutions against problem-based inequalities concerning the cities we live in. Policies were put in place to create inequality and racial segregation by way of the Housing Act of 1949. The Housing Act of 1949 made it possible to tear down residential neighborhoods and replace them with large commercial developments. The interest of urban renewal was to increase more vibrant and established business areas instead of improving better living conditions for poor residents within the same areas. Harvey expressed that capital doesn't have any interest in building cities for people in it, but rather capital has an interest in building cities for profit only. The Housing Act of 1956 funded the relocation of people who were displaced by urban renewal programs. The Civil Rights Act of 1964 prohibits discrimination in public places. It provides integration of schools and other public facilities and also makes employment discrimination illegal. The Voting Rights Act of 1965 was set in place to control legal barriers at state and local levels that prevented African Americans from exercising their rights to vote as guaranteed under the 15th Amendment of the U.S. Constitution. The Civil Rights Act of 1968 also expounded on previous on the previous acts and also prohibits discrimination concerning the sale, rental, and finances of housing based on race, religion, and national origin. Since 1974, sex was added, and since 1988, the act also protects people with disabilities and families with children. These acts are enforcing the law in the continuance of prohibiting injustices caused by urban renewal. Hi, can you tell me your name? Alexandria Jones. And what is your name? Asha Jones. How old are you, Alexandria? Eight years old. And how old are you, Asha? Okay, I'm going to ask y'all both a question, and I want y'all to be honest with me about what it means to you guys, okay? Okay. Alexandria, what does home mean to you? Home means family and love, and you could get out your comfort zone, and they won't judge you. Okay, and Asha, what does home mean to you? Home means to be where you can be comfortable, where you don't have to feel awkward, and where you can meet, where you can... Okay, and Alexandria, uh, can you tell me where you live? I live in New York. Where in New York? Manhattan. Okay, Asha, can you tell me where you live? Harlem in New York. Harlem, New York. Okay, and Alexandria, do you like where you live? Sometimes. Why? Because the community here is not like other communities it's like loud and sometimes they, it can be peaceful but most of the time it's like loud music and like yelling and fireworks happening okay asha do you like where you live yes but there's some pros and cons okay so tell me about that so the pros are like i get to go to school get my education get to see my friends cons are there's so much litter on the floor it's very loud and you can't really get any peace 
Okay. And compared to other places, because we travel and we do different things um, as a family sometimes, um, can you tell me, Alexandria, some differences you see from where we live here in Harlem and other places in Um, New York? So, one thing first I have to get out there is that there's litter. There's much more litter in here than lower Manhattan because some of the places are, like, squeaky clean. Okay. So, in Harlem, there's not that many Caucasian people, as in to lower Manhattan, there's not that many black folks. Okay, so that's a that's a, something that you notice. Yeah. Yes. And, um, Asha, how does that make you feel? Like It feels awkward because most of the time I'm usually around black people, and okay. when I'm traveling, I just feel eyes staring at me. Okay, so you feel a little uncomfortable because... You're not used to being around Caucasian people regularly. Yeah. And Alexandria, how does that make you feel also? It makes me feel judged. Okay. Because of the, like, the color of my skin because some of the places in Lower Manhattan, they don't, they just don't want to do something with black people because of the color of our skin. And I'm like, wow, 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 it's really happening. And I'm like, I feel really judged about it. Okay. So one last question I want to ask you girls, thank you so much for sharing your honest thoughts with me, is do you feel home is the same for black or African-American people and home can be the same for Caucasian people? Or do you think there's differences in what a home can be for there's very different. Why do you say that? Because in um, black Caucasian people, um, I mean black people, um, they get disciplined more, and white pe- black Caucasian people, they don't they don't like they do stuff, but they don't give them much as discipline. They be like, oh, just don't do it again. But we're talking about homes. With the definition of homes, do you think that? we can have a home that looks like a Caucasian person? No, do you think that's possible? No, not possible. Not at all. You don't think there's any possibility? Well, there is because you don't know what um, black people can do because they could be this whole other person that you want them to be. They could be a lawyer that has a beautiful family, a beautiful dog, and a beautiful wife. Okay, Asha, you tell me. How do you feel? There's some possibilities that black people can live as Caucasian people, but Caucasian people feel shocked or misjudged because they think that most black people can't afford stuff because they see us living in apartments and stuff, but that's not true. Some black people have good jobs and they can afford stuff, so I guess you shouldn't really misjudge someone by the color of skin or how they look. Okay, that's a good point. Thank you for your time. So I just want to ask you girls one more thing. Do you think the city that we live in in New York will be better if more Caucasian people and black people started to integrate and live together with one another? Mm, I don't... Do you think that'll help these no. kind of changes as far as seeing differences from where we live and then when we travel to other places? Right now, no. I don't think, no. Why? Because most of the Caucasian people, they don't even want to look at them. If they see Caucasian, if they see black people, they're going to walk the other way. And how do you feel, Asha? Mm, I 
So you're saying that even if black people were to live with Caucasian people, that Caucasian people wouldn't be comfortable because they will be kind of scared of black people coming into their neighborhoods. Okay, thank you for your thoughts. According to Mindy Fully Love, inequality among neighborhoods affect the whole city. A house will not be able to stand until everyone is included in the process and changes involving social injustices. Harvey Purcell and Fully Love are all examples of influential individuals who understands the concept of change that requires the entire city's involvement, not just the parts. When we become part of the solution concerning the rights to our cities, we will see tangible changes made on all levels of government, as well as personal governance. Effective and constructive freedom of speech of the unheard in cities such as New York City can and will contribute in the increase of more stable and successful cities globally. According to Christine Norris, home is when we remember a place, a family, and a happening. Thank you, Professor Schaller, for sacrificing your time to teach this course during the summer online um, during a global pandemic. Thank you for allowing us to have the extra credit opportunities to discuss our readings more in depth with one another. Thank you for allowing me to have a better understanding of the history of public policies and private practices that have shaped our housing markets in the United States. Thank you so much for allowing me to have a better understanding of how much more change has to be done.